Uh, good morning, my name is Ed, and I'll be reading the Bible for us this morning. Uh, the first reading this morning is from Exodus chapter 16, verse 4 to 21. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. The people are to go out each day and gather enough that day. In this way, I will test them and see whether they will follow my instructions. On the sixth day, they are to prepare what they bring in, and that is to be twice as much as they gather on the other days. So Moses and Aaron said to all the Israelites, in the evening, you will know that it was the Lord who brought you out of Egypt, and in the morning you will see the glory of the Lord, because he has heard your grumbling against him. Who are we that you should grumble against us? Moses, Moses also said, you will know that it was the Lord when he gives you meat to eat in the evening and all the bread you want in the morning, because he has heard your grumbling against him. Who are we? You are not grumbling against us, but against the Lord. Then Moses said to, told Aaron, say to the entire Israelite community, come before the Lord, for he has heard your grumbling. While Aaron was speaking to the whole Israelite community, they looked toward the desert, and there was the glory of the Lord appearing in the cloud. The Lord said to Moses, I have heard the grumbling of the Israelites. Tell them, at twilight you will eat meat, and in the morning you will be filled with bread. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God. That evening, quail came and covered the camp, and in the morning there was a layer of dew around the camp. When the dew was gone, thin flakes like frost on the ground appeared on the desert, on the desert floor. When the Israelites saw it, they said to each other, what is it? For they did not know what it was. Then Moses said to them, it is the bread the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded. Everyone is to gather as much as they need. Take an omer for each person you have in your tent. The Israelites did as they were told. Some gathered much, some little. And when they measured it by the omer, the one who gathered much did not have too much. And the one who gathered little did not have too little. Everyone had gathered just as much as they needed. Then Moses said to them, no one is to keep any of it until morning. However, some of them paid no attention to Moses. They kept part of it until morning, but it was full of maggots and began to smell. So Moses was angry with them. Each morning, everyone gathered as much as they needed. When the sun grew hot, it melted and when the sun grew hot, it melted away. Uh, the second reading is from John chapter 6, 25 to 40. When they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, where did you, when did you get here? Jesus answered, very truly I tell you, you are looking for me not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, 
but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Then they asked him, what must we do to do the works God requires? Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to, be to believe in the one he has sent. So they asked him, what sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, always give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me and you still do not believe. All those the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all those he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. Good morning, everybody. Uh, as we come to look at God's word, let's pray. Gracious Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it speaks to our hearts and our minds and to our souls. And we pray that you will teach us your truth this morning through your Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, last time I spoke to you, uh, I introduce you to the first in the series of great I Am passages, the personal parables of our Lord himself. I drew your mind back to Moses when he called out uh, from his shepherding job to be the shepherd of the people, and Moses asked the natural question, who are you? What's your name? And the reply back came back, I am who I am. Tell them I am sent you. So I am who I am is the name God gave himself when speaking to Moses. And we see that Jesus, the divine son, takes up this name in the New Testament. Using parables and miracles, he reveals to his listeners something of the eternal heart of God. 
Also mentioned that in the uh, Gospel of John, John was a great storyteller, but he didn't tell the story just for its own sake. The story of a miracle always uh, shone the spotlight on Jesus. And it's as Jesus uses the, the thought forms or the word pictures of his day, he speaks to those around him. The setting for uh, I am the bread of life comes straight after the feeding of the 5,000, a story we know so well. How many loaves of bread were there? Five loaves of bread, very good. How many fish were there? Two. How many baskets of leftovers? Twelve, very good. Well, Sunday school teachers would be very proud of you. You should all get, get a sticker. Do they give out stickers in Sunday school these days? Anyway. So following that story, the miracle of the five, feeding of the 5,000 with absolutely virtually nothing, we come to that next passage. And it's in verse 35, we have another of the great I am's. I am the bread of life. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never be hungry and he who believes in me will never be thirsty. So what does that mean? Well, let me tell you what Jesus is not saying. He didn't say, I am the caviar of life or the filet mignon of life or the lobster thormidor of life. Because if you dared to believe that, Jesus would be saying, I only belong to the few. I'm available only to the wealthy. I'm just for the one percenters. But he didn't say that. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Obviously, Jesus had in mind the great story from the Old Testament when the people were wandering around in the desert, moaning and grumbling and complaining that they were hungry, that they were thirsty, they were sick, they were tired. They should have stayed in Egypt. But God heard them. And we know that God sent them a gift from heaven. Manna, the bread of heaven. God sent it to them to sustain them. And Jesus sees himself as the one, the gift from God to sustain people. Now we know bread is a basic staple of life. It is a sustaining diet. Bread is on everyone's uh, table, whether it be the uh, vitamin-enriched, fibre-increased, calorie-reduced, multigrain, super-sliced that comes in the gold wrapper, and if you're lucky enough, you can win a trip to Hawaii, or the simple ash-covered damper taken out of the hot coals of an open fire. It's still bread, whether it's on the rich man's table or the poor man's table, the table of the academic or the table of the tradesman, 
the table of the dropout, the table of the labourer. The bread is here. But Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Bread is available to all. And here our Lord is saying in such a a direct and straightforward way, as food is necessary to feed the 5,000, I fed them, said Jesus. I fed them, as it says, lest they faint on the way home. Jesus says, I'm necessary for you. I am your basic diet, lest you faint in life. I'm able to keep you fit and healthy, to live vigorously and to meet life's... I am the bread of life. I am to the spiritual... We all know what it's like to be hungry. It's not just little kids that get all bent out of shape and grumpy and snotty and the transformation takes place. Instead of grumpiness, there is good humour, joy, laughter, the telling of stories, the bonding of a family, making it happy and content, irritability, Irrational and impossible behaviour. We see it all around us. It's the evidence every day that we see that our world, our society is spiritually hungry. You just look around us. We see the destructive elements that are among our society today. Look at our youth the graffiti on the walls, the drug culture, the very confusing gender roles. Whilst these things are being discussed, they have to be addressed. But sadly, people are not turning to the one who can sustain. They're not turning to the church. They're not turning to the Christian gospel. They're not turning to religion of any kind, really. Yes, there are the weird gurus and different cults and new age sects. Don't ask me, I'm not on TikTok, that's beyond me. But they're looking everywhere else. Everywhere else for a, a sustaining experience but they miss out. They miss out on the power of Christ in their lives. I was ready to face anything. The outer situation remained the same, but God had given me an inner calm. I am the bread of life, says Jesus. I am the one who sustains Eat of me as a staple diet for your lives and you will live. But Jesus is not only the bread of life for a daily spiritual diet that sustains. 
He's also the bread of life for a spiritual daily uh, diet that satisfies. What does he say? Jesus says, if we feed on him, we will never be hungry, never be thirsty. He knows that life lived, which draws on the spiritual resources that he provides, will satisfy. It'll be the most satisfying of all. I recently reviewed a, a sermon preached by the great Scottish priest, uh, preacher, uh, James Stewart. The title was, Why Be a Christian? And in the end, he summed it up. He said, because the Christian life is happier than any other, harder than any other, holier than any other, more hopeful than any other, because finally it is his life we live. I love walking past bread shops. Hands up if you like walking past bread shops. <laughs> that smell that gets in your nostrils, it fills my nostrils and it reminds me of my primary school days down here at Epping Central on Pembroke Street. Most afternoons after school let out we would run up the back lane, jump the fence to the old Cobbity Farm Bakery. Now, I don't know what's there now. It hasn't been there for, I don't know, 50 years. No, not 50 years. But we'd scrounge around to see if they had any leftover bread rolls. And they usually did. And so we'd grab hold of the rolls on the spot and we'd crack them open. And we'd pull out that yummy, soft inner bread. Oh, isn't that beautiful? Warm, soft bread. And then as we'd walk home, we'd chew on the crust. Oh. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. But for bread to be of any worth, it has to be broken. And it has to be consumed. Therefore, one cannot hear the words of his in this personal parable of our Lord. I am the bread of life without the mind and heart travelling to the communion table, travelling to Calvary, travelling to the cross, travelling to the words on the night he was betrayed, he broke bread and said, this is my body broken for you. My body broken for you. And as I said, for bread to be worth anything, it has to be broken and consumed. I'm reliably informed that next week is communion. And so as you prepare for this great celebration of the Lord's Supper, and as our thoughts are preparing ourselves for that, as we stand beneath the cross of Easter, I want you to remember this. Jesus is the bread of life that sustains. Jesus is the bread of life that satisfies. Jesus is the bread of life that was broken on Calvary for you and for me. 
Let us pray. Let us pray. Oh, gracious Father, we thank you that Jesus is the bread of life for us. When we are confused in this world, when we're not sure of the way ahead, when life gets us down, when we're weary, sick of pandemics and frustrations, now minds think to back to the way things used to be. But we need to look forward. We need to resolve in our hearts and feast on the bread of life. Let your son in his strength sustain us and satisfy us so that we may shine your light into this world that we may share the bread of life with those around us to show them the way forward. And so, Heavenly Father, as we prepare our hearts and minds this week to look at the reality of what communion brings, I pray that we will feast on the bread of life. Amen.